0: listening to takedowns to breakdowns good because we're live. We're, going live we're going live all right fucking get into it man um first of all first of all let's start off with the big pain in the ass thing uh, I know you didn't watch it because you like me was very anti-supportive bone Jones uh-huh but did you see or are you aware of the aftermath of that fight between him and Santos?
1: I mean, from what I am to understand, uh, Santos did very well. I mean, didn't it go to decision? It did go to decision, yeah. I from what I heard, he didn't do bad. Um, no, a lot of people said that he won, yeah, 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 that's what I was hearing. A, I, lot, of,
0: a lot of people were saying that he won, um, but again, you know, it's John Jones. So it's Tiago Santos after that fight, did you hear about his injuries? Uh
1: something about him needing uh fuck.
0: I heard about one of them. His entire left knee is separated I kn- okay, that's all what I thought the, all I the ligaments, with the knee. Every single ligament to his left knee is torn. Okay. <laughs> it's just gone. Oh. Just well gone. So he's out for at least a year. Is that from the old uh, John Jones leg kicks? Those uh, No, that was... Uh, so rumor has it that he was having problems... That Santos was having problems with his knee before the fight. Kept training. Came into the fight. Okay. Somewhat okay. But then during the fight, it was just too much stress to keep throwing the way he was. And he just ripped it. That's ah. the rumor. That's the rumor. Um, Not to hash... So... Because we do this every two weeks, as we've stated before, I don't we don't love hashing over too much about what happened two weeks ago or mm-hmm. even last week because it's like y'all have heard everything about this fucking shit already, but there are some cool things to rehash as far as just the the context of what it means. So for example, the talk after the John Jones fight was John Jones looks beatable, John Jones was super defensive, John Jones maybe age is playing a factor now, and And also somebody made a note about how this is a fight he hasn't popped for and he looked average compared Mm. to every other fight with his picograms. He dominates. So somebody said that as a joke, but it is a valid point. Um, Coincidence for sure. Coincidence for sure. I want to mention Amanda Nunes versus Holly Holm about how Amanda Nunes is the GOAT, which we said beforehand. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, I want to move on and say Masvidal versus Ben Askren did not go the way I thought it was going to. I don't think anybody really expected a... Five second fastest KO history. Yeah. Fastest KO in history type of performance. But that was a big surprise. But also against a guy who's known to just always want to wrestle, maybe it's not that surprising when you think well, about it. Well, it's funny because it. I think they even showed a training video of Mons Vidal. I mean, Doing they that, literally
1: yeah. were training on the, he's gonna, he's the gonna jumping shoot.
0: knee. He's going to shoot. Yeah. You run out, he's going to shoot. Uh, I want to quickly mention before we get into it about how Luke Rockhold is not being taught anything by Henry Hooft. Uh, which is why he's getting knocked out from the right side. Every single time he loses, it's always the right Mm -hmm. side because he doesn't cover it. And uh, Diego Sanchez getting manhandled by a giant Michael Chiesa. I don't know if you saw that, but Michael is a giant man and just basically folded Diego like a pretzel for all three rounds. But uh, yeah, I'm sure you were unhappy about the outcome with John Jones winning again. I mean, the thing is, is I already,
1: there's no shock really. You know what I mean? And I've always said I, I get it. Like he's good at what he does. I don't deny that whatsoever. But yeah, I was I was fucking pissed. You know, <laughs> I mean, because I I, 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 said it what two three times now, and I'll say it again. I want someone to just end him, and just move on. He's
0: the one fighter I have to say that I'm just like, let's just move on now. You want let's to get see, someone new? You want to see somebody Masvidal him, just running KO five seconds just to obliterate him, that kind of thing. I mean, that's like spotting a unicorn
1: out there somewhere. You know what I mean? I I would love. I just want. Would whether- you rather
0: see that? Would you rather see like a five round beatdown? Five round beatdown. I don't even want to want it to go to decision. It has to be a KO. Five round beatdown until the very end of the fifth round. Final ten seconds, knockout. I mean,
1: I don't see him tapping. I don't see anybody, uh, you know, grappling with this guy. But I I definitely want to see a beatdown for sure. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I love Can I also hate. say something? I love your hatred. Can I say something? Right. The chances of John Jones hearing this, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so scared. Don't don't kill me. But kill me.
0: <laughs> you know what's funny about this? I got into a, a little um, discussion with somebody online on t- on Twitter about this. Um, I believe her name was Amanda MMA or something like that. Okay. But uh, in her profile, she says she's a wrestler, and she was talking about how she is. Sh- She's shocked that she was in the minority about how John Jones clearly won, right? And I was saying, right, but it just—it didn't look decisive enough, right? The way yeah. John Jones won was not the image of what people have of John Jones winning, which is a absolute dominating like versus Anthony Smith type performance right. or versus DC type performance, where he's clearly winning and beating the, his opponent the entire time. Yeah. And she said a good point. She said, well, emotions shouldn't come into play or factor here. This is a scorecard or should only be what matters on the scorecards. And I said, exactly. But that's why people, some people are marking this as Santos won, Right. Yeah. And I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying we as fight fans get attached to fighters based on who they are as people. Mm-hmm. not just fighters, right? Right. Like their story that, that goes beyond just what they are in the octagon. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we have emotional investment in these fighters. You just had, were a perfect example. You emotionally want to watch John Jones lose for the visceral reaction of seeing that. Mm-hmm. Not because, Oh, it's just a loss in the record. It's like, no, I want to see him get dominated for five rounds, get thrown around the ring, be on the ropes, bloodied up and then get KO'd at the end. That's emotion speaking, right? Right. Because he could, a loss is a loss. It doesn't really matter if you want to go on what's on the scorecards, but it's the visceral reaction of watching somebody who's, who's been the the villain of the UFC kind of go down. And that's where you're coming from. Yeah. And she was making a good point of just maybe because, because of her background as a wrestler, but she was saying you can't judge things off of emotion. 100% 100% right. You're 100% right. You can't judge things off promotion, but that is the problem with decisions. That's why it happens a lot all over the place when it comes to combat sports. Yeah. Where people get, go, get in an uproar about this. I mean, I don't think a lot of people said Santos clearly won. I think a lot of people said you could have gone either way. I think. Fair enough. Right? Which makes, which is a good argument, but that also goes to show, because they asked John Jones at the post-fight conference, like, why didn't you take him down? And he said, I wanted to beat him at his own game. I wanted to beat him on the feet. I wanted to beat him in striking and, and Muay Thai. I wanted, to, I wanted to fight him in Kapoware. I wanted to take him out on his own terms. Okay. And not just wrestle and just grind myself to victory. Right? Now, is that? do you think that's an honorable thing? Or do you think that's a <clears throat> test of skill that he wants? He wants a technique challenge. And that's why he does it.
1: If that is the truth... Which I, I, I will say, I, I guess I believe him on
0: that. Because he never went for a takedown uh, the entire fight.
1: Yeah. Um, I'd say that is kind of an honorable thing. It's like, I respect what you who you are as a fighter. Let me see if I can match you or uh, overpower
0: you or whatever. I'll, I'll class you in your own game. Right. Now, in the stance of martial arts, think about this, especially in the old school style way. My kung fu is better Well, that's than how I kung was thinking
1: of it. Right? That's very old school. But yes. I feel like in sport, when this is your job,
0: and there's a rule, you know what I mean. Like, uh huh. Hmm. Does this mean that John Jones is a prime example of a traditional martial artist? Good point. I mean, we've seen techniques that he uses that are techniques that are used in traditional martial, like not just a jab and a cross. Go fuck yourself. But you know, arm cranks, shoulder pulls. He's doing stuff where you're trying to extend the shoulder and the elbow to lift the hips and open the body up for somebody. Yeah. You know, he does a lot of stuff that people are saying, Oh, it's so vicious. It's like, no, nah, that's, that's a traditional technique that he's doing. That's a pretty standard technique when the goal of the art is to injure and destroy your opponent. That's yep. not that surprising to see. I know it's the mm-hmm. unsportsman thing to do. Like the eye pokes. Yeah. unsportsmanlike. sportsman is like, it is in a sport, but in traditional martial arts, that's a standard thing to do. Yeah. Because the goal is to win by victory of, of killing your opponent or maiming your opponent. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean. Oh, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, what? just let me hate this guy, right? <laughs> Fair enough. I'll let you hate him. Move on to. No, you know what it is before we move on? What's that? I was thinking about him the other day, John Jones, and I'm like. You know, he reminds me of the employee that just gets away with shit at work. Whereas all the other hard workers that actually do their job the right way. Don't get recognition. No fucking recognition. And you want to know something? It reminded me of when you and I worked at the hotel. And I'm not mentioning any names, but there were people like that. And then people like us that just got fucking shitting on. You know? Like, it just... So, you know what it is? I think I'm pissed off at John Jones because he reminds me of what I went through and it's in a similar yet different situation. Okay. You know what I mean? I haven't thought of that, but that's a good point. Yeah. He's that's literally that employee of a company
0: that. Gets away with murder. The only caveat is that he is that talented. He is that gifted with with his creativity, his execution of technique. Granted, yes, we've talked about multiple times the blessing of his body type that is made Mm -hmm. for fighting with his long limbs, his range. He's fantastic with his range management. You know what I mean? We could go on and on over how glorious he is as a fighter. But bottom line is the emotional reaction to it, right? Mm -hmm. And that's... Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, that's yeah. fair enough. Did you watch all of Amanda Nunes? I mean, it was only All like, of what,
1: you know, a round and a half or whatever oh, it was? Not even.
0: Yeah, it was two minutes, I think. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think it was a minute, 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, what the fuck? I want to say this. Holly Holm has always been credited as a, a fantastic boxer, as a fantastic, fantastic kickboxer, as a great counter-striker, and I'm not taking any of that away from her. But when you put pressure on her she doesn't have the foot speed or technique in the variance to escape the pressure. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's kind of like, like Conor McGregor is fantastic counter striker. You know, he's actually a per he, Pull counters. He like pull counters. His his cross super well. Mm-hmm. He steps out and his head moves back very well. And he, he knows exactly how to transition the pressure you put on right back to you. Because the second you he slips, pops you, you fall back. He starts. He stay. He. Box steps is quick back into... Ra- he stays in range. Yeah. He won't exit range, usually. Especially when he knows he's got the kill. Yep. He immediately cl- closes and keeps up that pressure. It's like a it's like transitioning the wave back to you in a very Kung Fu-style like method. Mm-hmm. Um, like transitioning that energy back onto you so you think you got him with pressure. All of a sudden, that pressure just got poured back onto you. Yeah, And you're just like, oh shit, oh shit, and they all scramble. Holly doesn't have that same elusiveness or the same ability to move. And it was only a matter of time when Amanda touches you, right? Amanda is a fantastic striker. She has, uh, and she has other world power and it comes down to how long until Amanda touches you. And then uh-oh, you're in, you're in trouble. Um, I, I was watching, uh, Daniel Cormier has a breakdown show now on, uh, ESPN Plus, mm-hmm. And I was watching that and, <laughs> and he has a really, he has a really good example. He has the Amanda Nunes versus Misha tape fight when Misha lost the belt. And he pauses at the exact moment when Misha gets clipped Mm. the first time. And Misha's tough. But you saw Misha's face go from, I'm game, to, oh, shit, what was that? And you see her just, like, shaking her head for a second and just going, holy fuck. And DC even points it out. He goes, this is the moment when she realizes she can't handle that power. You know, and all of a sudden, you see her whole body—her whole body language changes. Yeah, she gets real defensive. She starts backing away, trying to move out. And Amanda just, she smells it. The lioness is an appropriate name here. She senses the the weakness. She senses the kill coming, and then she starts coming up. And she starts knowing, like, oh, I'm gonna throw combos. You're gonna cover because I have power, and who knows what I'm gonna do? And I'm gonna catch you in a combo, and I'm gonna catch you high, and you're gonna go down. And that's kind of what happened with Holly, right? This is a long setup to say, do you think Holly deserves the praise that she's gotten for being this top-level devastating possibly one of the best, right? Cuz people were saying that. People were saying if Holly beats Amanda then Holly is one of the best of all time. She beat Ronda, she beat uh, Amanda. Yeah, she lost to Misha, but like people have gone th- she went she went through a war with uh, Cyborg. They bring up a lot of her boxing and kickboxing accomplishments. Right. Like, yeah. I I'm not trying to shit on Holly Holm cuz I don't think she deserves any of it but I think it may have been overstated to say oh just because she beats Amanda then she's Amanda and Rhonda means she's the slayer of the greats yeah so yeah, that yeah. means I you're think the we best. talked
1: about this before like uh, talking about the greatest you know who, who define goat you know what I mean it's like define just go. because you beat someone so now all of a sudden you're the
0: greatest of all time right True, you know, it's not I, just that one. Vi- right, but what if, let's say, Luke Rockhold fought John Jones and beat John Jones in the fashion you see? Described? But now, do you call that maybe <laughs> it was just a bad day for John Jones?
1: Well, that's what I'm saying with because if they if they set or if they get a rematch going, what if Jones is like, yo, no,
0: I was off that day. And that's but what I'm saying about Holly. Yeah, right yeah. now, Holly's way too polite and way too professional to come out and try to say stuff like that. But what if Holly was having a rough night? Let's say Holly did have some injuries and she couldn't move as fast as she liked. Yeah. 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 You know, there's so many things that could have come, could have came into play for her. For sure. You know, all I'm saying is, do you think the hype around Holly home, especially in this setup against Amanda Nunes was deserved? Was that expectation properly placed upon her? Right. Because I feel like going into this, we gave... You, you always give any fighter a fighter's chance. Mm-hmm. You always have an opportunity to win. And it came down to, can Holly really counter Amanda that well? And it was like, yeah. oh, we'll see. Amanda's a fucking savage, and she's the GOAT. We were saying that before the fight. She's, she's the GOAT, and if she beats Holly in a devastating fashion, it's going to be very clear, mm-hmm. unless it goes like five-round war, in which case we see the, the versatility of Holly home again. Her ability to adapt to the environment. Yeah. You know? Like the Holly Holm versus Chris Cyborg fight was was is amazing. Mm -hmm. It's an amazing war, you know. So I I I don't know because the whole talk about Holly is just should Holly think about like hanging them up? What does Holly have to
1: prove? I mean, especially with her, she's like what almost forty or she is forty. Ooh, I I, don't know. She's I I can check. I think she. I mean, I'm pretty sure she's up there in age. Um. Yeah. Well, I guess Dana was mentioning uh you know him talking to her about hanging it up uh Luke Rockhold, you know, maybe he should uh retire as well. Right. Well, Diego but- Sanchez was like kind of up in the air because he still puts on a good performance, but I mean, right. he's also been in the game for so many years, so Yeah. Um Holly is 37 years old. Okay. Well, I mean, she's 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 pretty much there getting there. Right.
0: But anyways, go back to what I said, what I was asking before about the expectations that were placed upon her. Were those those deserved in your mind?
1: I don't think so. No? I mean, granted, like, I have to agree as far as, like, you know, when she she was able to adapt her environment or, like, just the situation, you know, and go off of that. But, you know, especially with all her, you know her achievements over the years. Like, that's great. You're a great fighter, but to give her that sort of praise just because of this fight, you know, yeah, I think it was a little bit over
0: exceeded. It was was exceeded what the standard may have been. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to take anything away. Like we're not taking anything away from her as far as her abilities, but I think as far as, you know what it was? I think people have not been given, have not been giving Amanda Nunes the attention or the expectation that she deserves. Yeah. I think people should have paid attention more when Amanda fucked up. Misha Tate Mm. fucked up Ronda Rousey. Mm -hmm. Ronda just shut off. Yeah. Like when she got, she got, she got whopped. And you saw her just like hop in place. Yeah. Cause her brain had no clue what the fuck just happened. (laughs) Like, I think people, and it's not just a power thing. I think people need to see the shot placements that she chooses Mm -hmm. and the way she throws. She throws super smart. She's a really good fucking boxer. And she, so Amanda's only issue was early on in her career was her gas tank. That was Mm -hmm. the only concern. And she since then fixed that problem. And ever since she fixed that, it's just. You're fucked. Yep. You know, how, what are you going to do? You know, how do you, how do you beat here? Now, here's the thing. I'll tell you this. The way you beat an excellent, super powerful striker, it's just like a, how we learned in class. Straight line beats a circle. A circle beats a line. A wrestler's going to beat a striker. Mm-hmm. You have to have an exceptional wrestler to take her down and fuck her up. Yeah, but then again, with Ronda Rousey and her judo, oh, ju- well, mean, Ronda Rousey just didn't have the ability as a wrestler. She had to judo. She had to she's a judoka, right? Yeah. She had to get her hips in, which is super fucking hard with no gi on. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. Like, you and I can somewhat do judo throws with gi's on assisting. When you have no grips, that's and you have to get a head, you have to get like a headlock to be able to throw or get an underhook to get under mm-hmm. and somehow a p- person resisting with no clothing like, that you can grab, that's, that's not easy. Yeah. Um, that's why Ronda was so great, right? She just fucking threw girls left and right like the Hulk. But to take out Amanda Nunes, you're going to need Tatiana Suarez-style level wrestling. Mm. That's it. You, you need somebody like Henry Cejudo to get, go in there and fucking take her down. Like that's, that's what you're going to need. You're going to need somebody who can wrestle the fuck out of them. You yeah. need the female Habib. Mm. that's what you need that's how you beat a striker and then it comes down to just like the Connor versus khabib matchup it's like can Connor land the kill shot or is khabib gonna get in and then just ragdoll him yeah you know yep then that's what it's gonna end that's what that's amanda is not gonna have a challenge worthy of of taking off her goat title until she takes on a superior uh, the wrestling equivalent of her striking the ko wrestler of her class at least that's what I think. Sure, maybe there's some you know, monster, like, Tenshin Nasakawa-style female striker coming in that's just this blazing— that, that
1: person would also have to be able to take a hit, too, because you figure the time it takes to getting close to even try to attempt to take someone down, who knows if she's going to try to right. strike right. as
0: you close in. Right, but that's, that's how you beat a striker. Yeah. That's how Francis Ngannou lost. Stipe Miocic wrestled him mm-hmm. and took him down. And that's how he that's that's how he he broke him. Francis Nigand, who came out and said that broke me mentally because I couldn't stop him and I couldn't land any shots to kill him, so I lost. Yeah, you know. Yep. That's what's gonna take to beat Amanda, and Amanda's a really she has really good uh, takedown defense. Yeah. So it's gonna be really hard. Yeah. Uh, I think who was it? Was it uh, was it Sarah Kaufman, or or was it McMahon or Kaufman? I forget because Amanda lost to one of them. And it was because she got out-wrestled early on in her career. But that's what it was. It was wrestling. You're going to beat Amanda with wrestling. Speaking of wrestling, Mr. Best Wrestler in in MMA, Ben Askren, got fucked up (laughs) by Masvidal. Or, hey, Masvidal. I mean, I guess he was too predictable. What was your reaction when that shit happened? That was too predictable. But what was your reaction when you saw that? Were you just like, oh, or well, you just? Well, I'm
1: not gonna lie. Like, I actually had to watch it five times. I was like, No, no, really. Like, where's the rest of the match? <laughs> like, where's the fight? Oh, it happened. Okay, I blinked and it was over. Um, you know what? Good for fucking Jorge for the timing on that. The accuracy in like. It, never mind him. Did you see Ben Askren? And just fucking paralyzed and stiff, and then he took what one or two to the face after. Took two or three. Yeah,
0: yeah. Now I care less about the knockout because I remember watching it live, and I when it happened, I just went, "Oh shit! Okay, well, this is this was quick." I cared more about everybody's reaction to what happened immediately after with Masvidal landing this, the three shots, two, three shots with Masvidal slapping the ground saying, get up, all the get taunting. Up. Yeah. Pretending he was, he felt, he like pretended he was <laughs> yeah, bored <he> and barely... <laughs> fell stiff and he was talking shit. Yeah. And then did you see the post fight conference with him? I did not. No. They asked him, they said like the first two questions, Hey, uh, uh, congratulations on your victory, Jorge. It was, uh, you know, the fastest knockout in UFC history. Um, you should be very proud of this. Uh, a lot of people are saying that the extra shots were unnecessary tonight. Well, how do you feel about that? He said they were they were totally necessary. And he said, "Can you explain why?" He said, "Because the ref didn't get to me yet." He said, "It's." I like it's, that. It's my job. It's true. Too, it's my yeah. job to fight until the referee pulls me off. Yeah, you know. And I would say to the fans that don't like that that you know maybe you should go back to watching soccer or whatever <laughs> because this is my job and that's our, that's our sport. You know. Uh, That's fucking awesome. And then the second question was, uh, what do you think about how some people are calling your actions after the fight a little callous and unsportsmanlike? And then Masvidal said something, lo- said something along the lines of, why is it that before the fight we could do whatever we want, but after the fight all of a sudden I'm supposed to be okay with this guy? Why is it that before the fight you can insult my culture, you know, countries, families, wives? F- like, why is that Okay but all of a sudden, you know, I, all of a sudden you have to rep, you, you have to stand for your words. Mm. You have to stand by your words and then I call, I knock you out for it and now I'm all of a sudden the bad guy for for calling you out on it afterwards. Why is that the case? Facts, right? And that, was, that created a very split divide of people who were saying, oh, that's so unsportsman, Like, oh, that was so off-putting to see him continue punching and, and the way he was taunting afterwards. And the other half was, this is MMA. Mm. Yeah. Kind of like in the, in, the, in the lineage of what he said, if you don't like it, then don't watch it. Yeah. This, this is fighting. You know. Where do you stand on that? Because... Also, from your traditional background, you're fucking bowing <laughs> before you fight. Like yeah. where do you stand on on the level of how that broke down in the after fight? Well, or see cuz
1: I'm I'm just thinking of it because of the sport right? Like obviously Okay, sure there are traditionalists, but realistically, there's just so much shit talk especially nowadays. I mean, it's just kind of a given at this point and I'm on Jorge's side like I feel like all that shit afterwards been absolutely deserved especially to an extent now i i i feel like i'm sounding a bit hypocritical because then it's like going back to the connor versus khabib thing the thing with him is i mean he jumped the ring he started jumping into the crowd attacking whoever it was that was you know taunting him right you know that was big that was a big fucking chaotic situation um you know what he was doing i feel like it was it was like, um,
0: what is it I'm trying to think of? Unsports been like, rude? No, I wouldn't
1: say, you know what? In this situation, though, I, I like I said, I don't think what Jorge did was wrong, you know? I mean, with all the shit that Ben talks, it was kind of like karma, you know? Like, it finally got to him, and karma's a bitch, you know? He got what he deserved. Face of his own medicine. I
0: think it's. I think it's really, it's weird, right? Because I'm not surprised by Masvidal's reaction. You're talking about a guy who was doing a post fight conference in England. Yeah, and uh, I forgot who was calling, who was talking shit. Another fighter was talking shit on the side. So Masvidal just kept his hands behind his back and said, "Hey, what'd you say, man?" And he goes like, I'm going to fuck you up and blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm taking your spot. So Masvidal just walks over him nice and slow and then just sucker punches him. Just cuts him oh, up. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then they asked him again afterwards. They said, why did you do that? And he said, because why else would he be talking shit? He said, this isn't a game for me. This is my life. Okay. So if you're talking shit to me and you're in front of my face, then you got to stand by the, t- the shit you This talk. was another fighter? This Yes. Yeah, just... this was another fighter. Okay. Another fighter was talking shit. Okay.
1: I was going to say, if this was just like a, a random Joe Schmo. No, no. That's was... like, oh, okay. No, this, but, was, all right. this mean, was another obviously, fighter. So this guy obviously knows the game. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
0: <laughs> yeah. And then I'll show you the video afterwards. It's great. Okay. And then when they asked him afterwards, just why did you do that? In all the interviews, he just went, well, you're, you're, he's talking shit to me. He's in my face. You know what it is? I'm not going to stand by and let you talk shit. (laughs) Yeah, we
1: just need more guys like that, though, because I'm not going to lie. All this shit talking just really needs to stop. You know, it was cute and all with Connor in the beginning, and I get it. That's what influenced all these other fighters to do it. But this isn't the fucking WWE. Like, we get it. You guys are getting in there to do what you got to do. You don't need to hype up the crowd Like, I get it. It's going to sell. It's always sold.
0: Okay. Well, let's put it this way then. Let's put it this way then. First
1: of all, we need more people like Jorge to just be like, to just deal with the situation right there. And then instead of them, the other guy just sitting there like, okay, you know, Well, first, okay. So
0: first of all, first of all, I'm going to say, I did not think it was unsportsman or surprising that Masvidal did that because that is his job. Yeah. Could he have stopped because he knew he knocked him out flat? He could have. Yeah. But if he wanted to keep going just in case. That's his paycheck. So, yeah, that's fine. And acting like an asshole afterwards, that's fine. That's, mm-hmm. <laughs> if that's what you want to do, that's fine. It's America. Yeah. You're free to do what the fuck you want. You could be judged, I mean, prepared to stand by your actions, which he is 100% oh, standing sure. by. But I don't judge him for it, you know? Yeah. If Askin got to him that bad, that shit, That shit's coming for you, and it came. The thing I will say about about the, the shit-talking, though, you can't <laughs> say it doesn't have a place because Connor KOs Aldo in the first, like, 13 seconds. Oh, no, that's because what I'm saying. he like, got in his head because of the mental warfare. Yeah. So the shit-talking, yeah, it's to sell the fight and it's to hype up, but it's also to... If you can gain... You're going to war with somebody. If you know you can get in their head to fuck them up by doing shit, yeah. wouldn't you do it? The thing is, is other fighter
1: the thing is the fighter that's taking like all this shit talk they've even said it during like uh conferences like oh, i know what you're doing you're doing the shit talk to get through my head blah, blah blah listen i'm not into it but i am here to say i'm gonna you know i am gonna win blah 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 and that's that like they know the game but it's just the people that do the shit talking they think it's something new and that it's going to work i don't think it works 90% of the time I will say 10% of the time, I believe it does, but like the way it's going, like I said, the people on the receiving end already know it's the Connor technique or it's the Chael Sonnen technique or whoever you want to uh, give credit to. But um, I mean, does does it get in some people's heads? Sure. I just, I'm tired of it already. You know, I, like I said, when Connor did it, it was cool. Like the first couple years, like, all right, but
0: I don't know. So you would rather have a UFC with an MMA with no shit talking?
1: I'm not gonna say it's it's to the extremes that it's
0: going to. Well, define extremes. Is Conor an extreme? Is the, are the Diaz brothers an extreme? Is like Kobe the, Covington like, an extreme? Like the Masvidal
1: situation when you start getting Ben
0: Askren person- wasn't saying anything. I mean, yeah, he was saying some shit, but or like
1: or or let's talk about Connor with versus Khabib. Okay. Like yeah, you're gonna go what is the religion? I get it. You're getting inside his head, but when is enough
0: enough? Well, Khabib's Muslim, Muslim, I believe. But what does that have to do with the fight?
1: Do you, do you get what I'm saying? I get it.
0: I get just, the mental warfare. He's trying warfare. to piss him off, I so he makes a mistake like Aldo did, right? But
1: I just I I think there should be, I don't know. You just you don't see that shit in other sports and I get it this isn't just like any other sport maybe we should but if esp i mean if Dana's uh, whole perception is to make this an official sport then make it an official sport but he won't don't do allow that it.
0: because that means the fighters are no longer going to be independent contractors they'll have to be unionized as a group as mm. an organization and that means they lose money uh, there was a press release about the uh, there's a lawsuit going against the UFC they, there was a press release about what the, what the details are, and one of it is the UFC is only giving 20% of their revenue to the fighters. That's it. And it's because the fighters are listed as independent contractors, so they don't have to give them more. Mm. And they said, by, by comparison, every other professional league, NBA, NHL, MLB, all the other leagues, NFL, 50% of the revenue goes to the players. Okay. That's a major loss of money. Hmm. Major loss of money. That's why you got fighters making 5 to 10 grand versus getting contracts for 500,000 to, you know, 13 million. Which to is sad too
1: for those guys making 5 to 10 grand because you know what most of that money goes back towards like your Tramp, training camp. Training and, camp. I mean, you don't really make money. Uh, no. Yeah, that sucks,
0: right? That sucks, right? So, how about this? Wouldn't you think? What would you think if, like, in the NHL before before a big game, when the players just starts talking shit about the other team, just Start saying, "Yeah, you know, like, blah blah blah," the guy never could skate really well, and their coach is a has been. We're gonna wash him out. We're gonna we're gonna fucking sweep him in this series because they ain't got nothing going for him, mm. right? Or in NBA, the playoffs just I'm gonna break his I'm gonna break his ankles, and if he comes near me, I'm gonna knock out his teeth. He can't keep up with me. He doesn't deserve to be in the court with us. Would you be like, oh, that's arrogant and sportsman? Or would you say, oh, that's mental warfare, trying to get in their head?
1: But that wasn't as extreme as, uh, like, race and religion. And culture. Culture. Right, right. That's right. what I mean. Family. We're talking about family, like, personal, personal stuff. Like, if you're threatening, that's what I mean. Like, I'm not saying the UFC is going to completely... Not allow shit talking But it's like
0: To what level do you say Are you That's really crossing the line I'm gonna pull the America card And the Make America Great Again card on you And that Freedom of speech And they are (laughs) I like how you were like Freedom of speech As you like shrugged your shoulders (laughs) Freedom Freedom They are free to say Whatever the fuck they want And they have to pay the consequences And Ben Askren paid that consequence Yep Right? True Right? You're right Last, you know, what? UFC, I'll tell you what. last five minutes was just a fucking waste of time because UFC, me trying to make a point, man. The, I get it. All right. The UFC can't come out and say you cannot say these words. Yeah. Right. Right. I understand your opinion of saying, but like, they let me ask you this. Is
1: any other sport association the same? Uh, Obviously, there. We already know there's freedom to protest. You mean like Bellator people people kneeling during fucking
0: one FC? No, no, no. Fighting. I'm talking. I'm talking NHL, NBA, MLB. They are allowed to, but they then have to release fucking media statements about how they are sorry, and that doesn't represent the organization or or shareholders and shit like that because they're on a certain professional level. And they have to keep yes, it that way because they're not independent contractors. They're players represented by a union, by a players' association. Mm. That's why you have the NHLPA, you have the MLBPA, you have the NFLPA. Mm. You have players' associations that have a standard for business conduct compared to independent contractors that can kind of just. No, because players can say some wild shit in other leagues, and some do, but they always have to. Rep- they always have to answer for it. Yeah. Now I don't watch it at all, but how does, um, I get there's like certain beefs with fighters in boxing, but how is it in boxing? Boxing is very, so boxing just happened with something like this recently. Deontay Wilder was interviewed about one of his upcoming fights and he was saying, you know, this is one of the only sports where, you know, I get paid to fight you. And if I kill you, guess what? That's a part of boxing. If I take your soul, like that's it. See, but that's acceptable. But. People freaked out about it. The boxing community flipped out and they said, you can't, why are you demeaning our sport like we're barbarians? Because people have died in boxing matches. Oh, sure. So they say like, you can't be saying that. What your, The goal isn't to kill somebody, blah, blah, blah. And Deontay was like, it absolutely is to kill somebody. What, you think I'm here to try to hug somebody? Yeah, boxing is it's just a, such a, it's looked at as like a high class, not,
1: yeah, I'll say a high class fighting sport. Just very per, uh prestigious. It's not, it's not
0: a beer and chicken tender night. It's supposed to be a, we're dressing up and going out Yes, night. exactly. Yes. Yeah. That's what boxing is. We're going is. to go watch the fights. The boxing matches. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, MMA is, hey, they got, you know, 32 ounce Bud Heavies for only four <laughs> bucks and the chicken tendies are on sale. Yeah.
1: Alright, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> okay, the last seven minutes was a fucking waste of time on my part. I no, get it. it. No, it wasn't. No, no. I get it. I'm not saying it's not. Okay, well, uh, how about this then? No matter how much Dana White wants to make this as professional as he wants in his little twinkling eyes as John Jones is ramming his (laughs) fucking whatever, all right, it's just always going to be that level of fighting then where exactly that, right? Like, it's not going to be up there with... Boxing, as far as the class and whatever, it's always going to be looked at as some sort of under, underground shit. I don't know. It's always going to, I think the fact that there's always a cage. involved yeah i guess yeah right like no matter. okay now they're in reebok uniform it's
0: still like it's clean it looks very clean now i like it now it's
1: it's clean for sure but you're right it's just something it's the visual aspect of it i guess right yeah
0: right visual and hey going off of that off of visual aspects the visual aspect of luke rockhold's career is a should he retire b should he keep fighting Hmm. what do you say Dude, just retire. Doesn't doesn't he like model on the side? He's a professional. A, mo- he's a for a, Calvin a, Klein. I he's think he's the official model for Calvin Klein. Then blue.
1: what the fuck are you doing, injuring that pretty boy face of yours, dude, his Jaw. Take. Uh, I know. <laughs> take fucking advantage of your looks, dude. Get that. Listen, you're making probably the same amount of money, if not more, for he's working making for one
0: hundred percent. are making then more. Then what the fuck? He's making maybe what fifty thousand a fight. It, maybe my point at most and what, 200 at ru- most potentially
1: ruining his look to then affect his other career. I get it. There's Photoshop and makeup, but
0: like, no, you're not on. wrong. You're not wrong. I don't know what drives Luke Rockhold to, to bust up his pretty face. I do know that when you're he trained, hang on, actually, let's see how much I like how much okay want. to It's okay
1: to spark we're you know, it's it just retire from the profession If you like to fight or wrestle or whatever, like, continue to do that in your spare time. For sure, don't stop training. But, like, just give it up, man. And plus, you're already succeeding in something else that's making you more money.
0: You know, so you can still enjoy doing what you love to do. You know, spar with people. Okay. Okay. Uh, Luke Rockold went away with $200,000, $150,000. All right. Not, Not terrible. Those are the guaranteed payouts for his fight. That's, that's really good. That's more money than I'll ever fucking make. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Going home in a night. So, I mean, he still gets paid well. The thing that really pisses me off is that he works with Henry Hooft. He works with Henry Hooft. And it really pisses me off because with Henry Hooft as your coach, and for those who don't know, Henry Hooft is a, like, legendary kickboxer. Mm. And he, he taught such big names like he he taught Tyrone Spong, Peter Ertz, Ernesto Hoost, like these guys who are top level of like best of the best, right? I mean, it's just. It's like saying, hey, you're going to train with who is it going to you're going to train with John Danaher and you can't protect yourself from your naked choke. That's what it's like. That's literally what it's like. Or You're going to train with Eddie Bravo and like personally, and you can't protect yourself from, I don't know, uh, guillotine. It's it's just, mm. it's just, wait a minute. You still get guillotined. Aren't you, uh, haven't you been training with uh, Eddie for like five, six years? It's like, yeah. It's like, and you can't stop a guillotine. You don't know how to get out of it. No. Or so wait, you, you work with John Danaher. It's like, yep. Okay. And you still get caught in naked chokes all the time. You can't defend those. Like you literally cannot. If you if somebody starts in a backbound position in any way, uh you're done. It's like, yeah, no, it's bad. Okay. It's just, so do you think this it's been situation 6 years. Yeah. Do you
1: think this is it's shame on the coach or the guy training him or shame on the fighter for not retaining the
0: information? I think being it's given both. To him? I think it's both. I mean, to, in my in my opinion, I mean, If I'm Henry Hooft and I keep seeing that, I would say, hey, Luke, either you can't learn what I'm teaching you or I can't teach you what you need to learn. I want you to succeed. Find somebody else because clearly you still don't know how to keep your hands up to cover your right side. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, and I mean, you have a guy with such a a status of a name as Henry Hooft and he can't teach you how to cover the right side. It's not rocket science. He got clipped by he got taken out by Bisping from it. Got mm-hmm. taken out by Romero from it. He got taken out by uh, uh, Jan Blackovic. You know wh- why can't you learn? I I, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't I don't understand. You know? Yeah. Like the first the first Michael Bisping and he got clipped. I think he got clipped by David Branch on the same thing, like. After the Michael Bisping loss, mm. it's easy to say yes, you were just cocky and dismissive of Michael Bisping coming in on like two weeks' notice, and that's why you lost. But you watch it, and it's just mm, that's not good technique. That's not good movement. That's not good. That there's no head movement. That's not good foot placement. That's not good exiting technique. We have to we have to fix this, Luke. Mm. Let's go. Let's go work on it. And then you don't. And then he just gets knocked out again. And then. Luke goes, oh, I think I can go up a weight class and I'll do better. And then he gets knocked out again. And then it's just, you know what? Maybe we finally look at this. It's only took taken three or four knockouts by getting clipped on the right-hand side. But uh, we should probably look at this. Then that's a sign that your coach is shit. And Henry Hooft is not a shit coach. Yeah. <laughs> he's At least maybe in MMA he is. He's not in kickboxing. So, what... <laughs> hmm. I just... I just don't know how to comprehend the logistics of that statement. Yeah, it's just oh, I train with John Danaher. I've been there for a few years now, (laughs) but I can't protect myself from your naked chokes. If I get caught in a rear naked choke, it's over. I can't (laughs) escape. It's just what I don't. It's like oh, I get oh yeah, uh, I'm I'm like a black belt with John Jack Machado, but. I you know somebody gets an arm oh that, it's theirs I can't stop. It's just, what are you talking about, dude? I don't know. So the second they get wrist control and it, it's just it's over. I that's that arm's gone. They can do an arm bar. They can like go straight to a jujia kami. They can omoplata me. They can do whatever the f- they can go go. They can do whatever the fuck they want. It's gone, man. Yeah, I have no hope. Just but like I can't comprehend that statement. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Yeah, yeah. I've been training with Henry Hoof for. Like five years now, and I can't protect the right side. I can't keep my guard up for my right side. It's just you can't have a high guard. What's what's wrong with your high guard? Just can't do it. Just I get told right hand, you know, for right forehead. I can't do it. It just has to stay at my hip. I don't know why. I just I want to believe that
1: he probably does very well during the training aspect of it, (laughs) you know, and then just when it
0: comes to the fight, it's just. Just I don't gone know. Like the, I, just I, the knowledge is gone And he just then, goes back to I, old habits Then if I'm in his corner I'm just the, All I'm screaming is Right guard Guard high <laughs> Right guard Guard high High guard High guard Like just non-stop Just screaming I don't care if he gets taken down High guard <laughs> Just high guard Right hand up Right hand up Just the whole time Just fucking I would hire a guy Just to Just to, just yell, to that. yell that It's like hey man I need you in the corner for this fight. Oh, man, I've never been in a UFC fight. What do I have to do? You got a loud voice, and I love it. I need you to just yell, right high guard, nonstop, for 25 minutes. It's like, okay. Well, actually, I'm sorry. This was a few. Even in between rounds. These were three rounds. These were only three (laughs) rounds. 15 minutes. Just nonstop. Nonstop. I need you to train your vocal cords, your projection, your diaphragm. Just put it all to work. Got to hydrate you. Got to get you ready we got to get you to just yell it. Just not say, oh, okay, why? It's because this guy just doesn't know what to do with protecting the I'm right side. literally <laughs>
1: picturing him sitting on the stool. They're pe- putting the,
0: <laughs> right the ice on him. Hi, God. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that yelling guy stays outside the cage, so he's just holding on to the cage going, Hi, God. Hi, God. <laughs> Right side, right side high guard Right side high guard Luke. Right side high guard Right side high guard And Luke's just like, dude, is there anything else you need to know? And, and then Henry's like, nope, just right side high guard That's all you need If you can do that, you will win Because everything else is fine You just can't protect your right side So just, yeah, right side high guard That's all you need to do, bud It's
1: a shame, didn't he look like really good for this fight too? He looked
0: amazing! He looked amazing! <laughs> He looks so good. He looks juicy, thick, like plump man, just full of muscle and explosiveness. Although, you know what? Uh, What's his name? Fucking uh, uh, Luke Thomas had a really good point because he was talking about this in his post-fight podcast, and he was talking about how... Luke just doesn't look the same since his knee injury, since his his knee injury, since his leg injury. Mm. And it, perhaps he's concerned about Luke's mobility as he's aged, and maybe that's why because he's never since he's never had good defensive technique, he's relied on athleticism to escape danger, and now his athleticism is leaving him as he gets older and he can't escape as well and that's mm. why he's getting caught more often, okay. which is a very smart point by, you know, the industry's top guy of breaking down technique. Um, besides Robin Black, right? So that's a that, that's a good point. That's a very good point, and that's totally there as well. It's also totally possible he's never protected his fucking right side because he fights with his hands at his shoulder or lower, and he doesn't want to protect his side. when He, he doesn't want to put a guard up when he exits. Yeah, yeah. Well, that could be it too. That could totally be it too, you know? Now, did you, did you know about Diego Sanchez's corner? No. So I don't know if you can see my computer screen from there, but... Okay. Diego Sanchez, you know how he trained at Jackson Wink? Yes. He's trained there like his entire career. He left Jackson Wink saying he didn't feel like he was getting the proper coaching or attention that he needed for his career. So he left and he found this guy. Okay. This guy has never coached. um, He's never trained martial arts. He's never taught martial arts. He's never coached somebody for a fight. He's never been in a corner. And the way I found out was this guy, MMA Vegeta, MMA underscore Vegeta, posted this video saying, this is the voodoo coach that will be in Diego Sanchez's corner. No one else. The dude has no experience as an MMA coach. Hashtag UFC 239. And this was the video he posted of just him dancing around. A a bag moving. Throwing an elbow. Kind of punching. Which I understand some flow work, right? So he's flowing. He's flowing. Um He also, the coach also came out and said, I will give no (laughs) tactical advice between rounds. So. Um, So what, what, so Diego Sanchez, uh, what the fuck? The quote is, I'm there to do my job. I don't foresee needing to do the the in-between-the-rounds thing. It's during the fight. He's going to need to hear me in in that first round. So my whole thing is, What's wrong with Diego? So here's a quote from this coach. What I've done is (laughs) I've revived revived ancient wisdom with modern technology. It's very unique. It's very different. I have my own message. It's not like anything else out there. I'm addressing things that start at the time of Earth and last (laughs) to the day you die. So, yes, I have valuable martial and combative experience context to help Diego with MMA but on another level. I'm teaching him how to control himself and how to become aware of himself by becoming aware of everything around him. What I'm trying to show you is you can invest the time and energy in yourself and create yourself into something special. You can enhance enhance your senses. You can create an energy in you.
1: You know again, I accept the fact that this d- dude is literally insane. <laughs> what is with Sanchez and thinking this was a good move?
0: Uh, he's the only no move. red flags. Just G- no red Diego, flags. This is the only guy in Diego's corner. So in that fight, he had this one guy in his corner. That was it, dude.
1: <laughs> I'm literally speechless. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'm just trying to think of, like, how this all went down. Like, how did he even find this guy? Or th- did this knows. guy find him? Nobody knows. Fucking <sighs> yep. You weren't happy with your professional
0: training camp and coaches. He didn't think he was getting the proper attention. <sighs> yep. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. What's your opinion on this? Uh, First of all, I want to show you some more. Uh, So here's a a link because MMA Vegeta said, oh, you don't believe me? And here's a part of this coach's Instagram, the hummingbird technique, which is starting with your hands outwards and your arms straight, and you flap them three inches in front of you and three inches behind, and you just move back and forth in extremely rapid fashion. Hence, the name of the exercise is hummingbirds. You see this? What does this do? Uh, That's a workout technique. Um, Then you have another... Because I
1: have seen this rotating the arm slightly, like in a
0: circular motion, but you're literally just flapping. Flapping, like you have wings. Here's another one, the sitting wash. Have you seen this? No. The sitting wash is when you sit and you run your hands all the way up your leg from your foot all the way over your hips down to one leg to the other all the way around your body all the way up to your head you basically touch your body in a flowing manner from left to right up and down all over do you see this I, are you watching i'm uh, <sighs> are you watching this i yeah
1: no okay no no i need to know okay Hold on, hold
0: on. The statement is, start out seated and wash your body off as if you have bars of soap in your hands and also using the floor to touch every part of your body. Feel your body grounding as you are wiping off every point of contact. Make sure that you are breathing with your movements and moving smoothly, and continuously.
1: I, okay, I have to ask. I know you already stated that this guy has never been a coach ever. He's never done any professional training in that aspect, or at least worked with fighters. But does he,
0: I mean, like, what's his background? Like, did he go to school for something? School of self-awareness. <laughs> school of self-sparks. Is what it says. Let's go to his website and see. Let's go see. (laughs) Come on. Join your revolution. Oh, my God. Uh, Let's see here. Free meditation. Um, Let's see here. What is school of self-awareness? It sparks transformation on multiple levels. Physical... Psychological, emotional, and spiritual. Through signature group programs and individual sessions, we guide and support our clients as they expand awareness, connect to the power within, and change their lives. Oh, I get it. He's psycho. (laughs) Okay. No, 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 no. All right. School of Self Awareness is helping others help themselves. SOS feels that people are able to serve better when they serve themselves first. Our main objective is for people who want to be of service to the world, which comes from first having empathy, compassion, and love for oneself. We utilize ancient wisdom with modern innovations to communicate the SOS method worldwide.
1: Yeah. So do you think, uh, all right, I'm really trying very hard to see this from Sanchez's point of view. Right. Right. In desperation, do you think he sought out this guy? Maybe he came across this website or maybe saw him on social media and thought, "Uh, you know what? Maybe I should go for a more mental aspect. And like, uh, do you even consider it meditative or maybe just a different type of approach to the training? I'm really trying hard to like come up with, A scenario
0: here and it's just I see Mikey still You see, Mikey, most of the vulnerability, fear, and weakness in the world does not come from a lack of physical strength or size. It just comes from not understanding yourself. Oh no. The school is self awareness Fitness is different from other fitness programs because the benefits of SOS are all encompassing. By addressing physical health and fitness, you will in turn address mental, emotional, and psychological wellness and experience a total self awakening. Ultimately, you will gain a deeper understanding of yourself and realize your power. On the physical level, you experience significant positive changes. The body will fall into its natural, optimal size. Organs will begin to heal, function properly, and reach a state of homeostasis. Everything will come back into balance with ease. Simply by opening up the body, you will be flexible, free of tension, and filled with endurance. Your movements will become effortless. You will gain confidence in your body and take control of your health. Now, that's just fitness awareness. You want to see survival awareness? Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Life is not a spectator sport. Ah, defense is not about fighting. Defense is about surviving, Mike. Our approach (laughs) to self-defense is based on basic movements, physical training, and the most fundamental human capabilities. Not on complex routines like katas that you may not remember when it counts. We teach effective tactics that will help deter an attacker. Movements that will keep you balanced and on your feet. Methods to combat fear and protect yourself. What to do if your attacker has a weapon. How to handle multiple attackers. Anti-kidnapping programs for women, children, and high-profile personnel. Anti-rape and anti-bullying programs. Learning self-defense strategies not only prepares you for particular threats, it also boosts confidence and empowerment in your everyday life. Was this guy ever sued? I don't think so. Any negative
1: reviews besides, like, you know, the, the fucking backlash?
0: I'm sure he's getting on social media. Uh, I think he's here teaching courses. Survival courses. Oh, wow. He's teaching people in the military and, right and, oh, now. Yeah, there's literally a platoon. <laughs> that he's, oh, my God. Find your inner strength. He's military approved. For anyone from trained first responders to military personnel to average Joes. I just want to see some of these actions of what he's doing. Why not regain control? Okay, why not defend your... So right now we're watching a video of people doing what looks like COD... Oh, he's teaching police forces. That's that's cool. Oh, because that's... Oh. Um, so, this kind of stuff is very bullshito to me. What do you think?
1: Not only is it
0: bullshito,
1: but he's training military personnel, or at least giving a demonstration. They, mean- the military allowed it on several occasions po- in the police force? Are you fucking kidding me? Wow. The police are in riot gear training with him.
0: So this is a lot of stuff where like, so we've done, we've had moments like this where we get taught stuff. Uh, we've had uh, classes uh, that look like this, where they show what it's supposed to look like once you effectively apply the technique. But, but then we do the cut Then We practice. Remember we practiced katas. Uh-huh. You're supposed to do this. And then it came to testing full waza time. And, our senseis were both very much like, it's not going to look like the fucking kata. Right. You're, you're going to have to react to the person resisting and to the person attacking. You execute what you can based off of the techniques you already know. The techniques from your kata are what's utilized. You don't replicate the kata, right? Yeah. This looks like a lot of saying the kata is what it will look like when you do it. You know what I mean? He's rolling over. He's some literally
1: dude's literally rolling over. Some dudes funny.
0: just on his belly and the other and this guy is literally just rolling around on top of him like a cat. Like a like legit, just like a cat. And now he's trying to apply techniques. It's just I don't understand. I'm gonna say it again.
1: The military Trust approved him. this. Multiple okay, oh my god.
0: Yeah, these guys look like special forces, man. Why not understand fear?
1: There's a lot of... Now and now he's, he's just kneeling on the same guy that was on his stomach. As if the guy
0: can't get up and move him away. And he somersaults over him. Wow, this is... Uh, he just
1: did a straight... Uh, <laughs> he's throwing a gun back and forth in each hand. And so he, he continues circling.
0: So, here's <laughs> So here's what I don't like about these things. I understand if you're trying to position this as techniques, but the problem is, is that showcasing a technique like this with oh, I'm going a punch him in the stomach and pull his jacket over his head and then grab his wrist and pull I that mean- over. Those are all great techniques to try to apply, but they're not realistic when you have somebody who's actively trying to kill you. And I think that's something that needs to be shown more often say, this is the kata we want to teach so you. you know, these techniques Now he's having this guy. Now he's having just people just punch him like, oh, look, I'm able to deflect and I feel fine when you do that.
1: Oh, no, he's
0: he. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Uh, But I feel like these kind of things are great to show in practice, but in theory, they need to be applied. Much like how people say Kung Fu doesn't work, right? Okay. Kung Kung Fu doesn't work. However, if you see Kung Fu just doing katas and forms, that's very different than saying somebody in Kung Fu, hey, you should fight. And that's really what should be done. It should be, go apply this and let's see how it works. Anyways. Uh oh. So your opinion. I wanted your opinion on this. Uh, mind raped.
1: <laughs> I am mind raped. I cannot believe, again, there was a platoon circling him and someone he chose from the crowd to demonstrate to lay on their stomach. He then lays down on the guy in the opposite direction and just rolled across his, b- I'm the way I'm describing it. People is literally what happened. Like just rolled over his entire, b- from foot to head, then it goes, it shows another clip cuts back to that demo then he's just on his knees on top of the guy's back. Cuts to another thing. Goes back to this demo. He then somersaults on top of the guy. Guy's just laying there. Shows something new. Ends the. Goes back to the demo once again. Final time. And again... <laughs> cause this comes full circle now is continuing to roll around on this, <laughs> this guy's body from head to toe, just rolling, not like uh, grabbing the ankle and rolling with it to perhaps get in some sort of like, you know, hold I, with the, like I, I, Matt talk, well, man. I'm, I'm, I, I'm
0: literally dumbfounded. I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad I was able to get your first initial reaction to that. Cause you didn't know beforehand, but yeah, I was super excited for Diego Sanchez after seeing that <laughs> on Saturday. I was just seeing, I don't know where MMA underscore Vegeta posted that. And I just, it went, it went, it fucking blew up and I popped up on my Twitter feed. <laughs> and I just went, no. And this, I went deep diving and it was just Diego of Jackson wink. He like divorced his wife. He found this dude. He's now with him and he's just like a spiritual healer. And he's not going to have a corner other than this guy who's never <laughs> cornered a fight before. It's just... Oh. So, it's
1: definitely Sanchez. This guy was already crazy. Let's You know what I mean? So you, I can't
0: even blame the guy. Sanchez obviously went to this guy. So, this brought up something that a lot of people talk about, and that is the history of CTE. Yes. Sanchez has the second most absorbed strikes in UFC history. Ever. Wow. <laughs> and he's still fighting. I mean... there well, here you go. How was his performance, though? He honestly... I think he did... For what he was up against, I think he did great. Um, as somebody who's been folded into a pretzel by somebody who's better on the ground, I uh, I felt for him. But Kiesa was so big. Kiesa is huge compared to Diego Sanchez. Like Diego was like looking up at him like a big brother mm. in the face off. is huge, and Kiesa is a really good grappler. And on the ground, Kiesa was just folding him like a pretzel flowing all over. It was just, it wasn't, you know what it looked like? It looked like, it looked like that. It looked like a black belt flowing against a white or blue belt. It was just, okay. Basically just, Oh, you're going to go for my leg. So I'll just pop out and I'll spin you over here and then I'll just grab this and I'll hold you here and I'll move over and then you're going to fight out. Oh, you're going to try to fight out. Okay. Well then I'll grab the other leg. Yeah. Pop the hip over. All right. Now I'm back inside controlling the other side. Now I'm going to take this arm and grab it from the other side. Now I have wrist control underneath I'm going to pull it over. I'm going to try to push you down. I'm going to get your back. No, you're going to try to roll. Okay, that's fine. I'll let you roll out, and I'll just get you in north-south. And okay, now we're in north-south. And that's what it looked like. It legit looked like that the entire time. It looked like, yes, it was just... It looked like a, a, a hard roll between... A black belt BJJ versus a blue belt BJJ or a white belt BJJ person. And okay. to be fair, that's nothing against Diego. Kiesa is just huge. And yeah. that's what you saw. You saw that it was just you couldn't like bully your way out of positions as Diego mm-hmm. because he was so much smaller, so much smaller. It was like imagine Jay versus me. Rolling. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Not and it bad. was just, oh, my God, he's huge. That's basically what it was. Sorry, I know we reference a lot of people from our class that we trained with, and nobody else knows, but Mikey knows, and that's why Mm. I say that. But just imagine somebody much bigger than me. (laughs) And that's what I had to fucking go up against. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad um, you didn't see that before. So with that being said, a lot of people were saying, is Diego CTE... Too many punches, just out of his fucking mind right now. Or is Diego so tired and over the game of MMA, he's just wilding out because he knows he can, he knows he can, and he's just having fun. He's having
1: fun, just fucking giving up, just fucking, fucking around, around, just
0: giving up on trainers
1: and <laughs> it's it's got to be CT, dude. Oh man, it's got to be.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm glad he... I, I, I tweeted this. I'm glad he lost by, by just decision and not by fucking brutal poundage of his brain because I, I don't have the stomach to see that from Diego Sanchez. I just don't. Hmm. I just don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, But that was... Yeah, it was a little brutal. Little brutal. It was uh, a little rough. Um, I don't think we need to talk about weight cutting. I think a lot of people talk about weight cutting a lot of people who know more and a lot of people who weight cutting is a fucking dead horse at this moment in time. Mm. Everybody talks about it. Everybody fucking has their opinions on it. Everybody goes deep on it. Yep. And it's just, you know what? It's not going to change. Dana came out and said, so, so fuck it. Yeah, it would be great if we had a weight class every 10 pounds. Yeah, it would be great if we did hydration testing for the days of the fight and the days before for the weight cut. Yeah, it would be great if we did what 1FC and, and Pride and everybody else fucking did or whatever. Go fuck yourselves. It's not happening. So just deal with it, is what mm-hmm. I say. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Aspen Ladd, so it sucks to see how she shuff, how she suffered to get to the weight. Yeah. But it's just... That's the choice. She wants to fight in that weight class. That's your choice. That's why Luke went up. Luke just said, fuck this. I'm going up. Yeah, yeah. And yeah.
1: not not to beat a dead horse, but that that's kind of gives an example of what I was mentioning last podcast was, uh, you know, you get two guys or two girls who are the same height, but just different biologies, man. Like, just some people can handle. I mean, I get it. The process of also getting down to that weight, I'm sure, was... Not just like, oh, just a simple diet, you know. Like I'm sure a lot went through even probably just within a few days or a day to get to that weight just to make the weight. Right. But to the point of shaking, having a hard time standing, can't even pose without shaking like crazy, you know. I mean, I get it. It's it's the job. You got to do what you got to do. But, you know...
0: It sucks, but it's one of the situations where it's like, fuck it. This is the life that you chose for this weight cut. Yeah, you can move up. She's what bantamweight. You can move up to fucking If anything, go up to featherweight. They need more people in featherweight. There's nobody listed for rankings on featherweight because there's nobody who fights there. So you might as well just fucking move up. Hey girls, you want you want to you want to put on some weight then fucking go up. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I would say. I know it's easier said than done, and we're just fucking armchair quarterbacking this bullshit right now. But that's that's what I would say. Mm-hmm. I also the last thing I want to talk about. Uriah Faber, did you see that shit?
1: I didn't see the fight, but I heard he did. ko
0: tko victory yeah. first round. I didn't know it was first round. First round. No shit. First round. Uriah Faber is back, everybody. I think he's is he forty? How old is Faber? How old do you think Faber
1: is? Uh, he looks pretty good for his age if he's 40. I, I would say mid-30s. Well,
0: he's healthy and he works out, so I'm not that surprised. Uh, let's see here. Uriah Faber, the California kid. Let's see here, Faber. Uriah Faber, you are, he is 40. No shit. Yeah, bud. He, he looks right- fucking amazing for 40. Eat right, work out, you could look pretty good. Yeah. yeah. No, he looks fantastic. Um, I don't know where this goes. Like, what's your goal? Is your goal to come back and fight for the belt? Is that your goal? Mm. Is your goal to come back and do a title run? Is your goal to come back and just fight did for he, fun? Did he
1: ever have a title shot? No. Uh,
0: no. title shot? Yeah, he never won the title. He's okay. never won the title in the UFC. Uh, he He's uh, Strike Force. No, no. Was he Strike Force or WEC? Uh, I forget. I forget. But no, he he's a champion in other organizations. Okay. Yeah. And his status is... Re- oh my God. UFC. He just fought. <laughs> he just fought on Saturday. He won. You have it listed as KOTKO. You have the time of finish. His status as a fighter profile is retired. <laughs> Every time I go on this website... They somehow Some find a way to like... surprise me, to somehow <laughs> be shittier than the low bar that I already set for them. Jesus. Jesus. Just, just. So what's his ranking now? Oh, my God. Uh, is he even ranked? He's marked as retired. Is he even fucking ranked at this point? Like, he's a retired fighter. I No, he's not ranked. He's okay. not ranked.
1: I just didn't know if they would show something, like, during the fight, fu- like, uh,
0: post-fight or something. Nope.
1: Nope. He's okay. he's
0: not ranked. California kid. He's not ranked. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh yeah, WEC. He was a WEC champion. That's okay. what I thought. Not Strike Force WEC. Okay. I got I got confused. Um but yeah, fucking goddamn UFC. But anyways, 40 years old comes back, wins first round KOTKO. Where do you, where do you think he goes from here? What do you think what do you, what do you think is the goal of people who come back to fight like this? Not like Chuck and Tito fucking hobbling out to just end their careers from <laughs> for anybody who's willing to pay. Yeah, Dry Faber came back into the UFC, le creme de la creme, and fucking smacked shit down.
1: Huh. Made well, a I, statement. Yeah. Maybe he's trying to go for the title. And then he'll retire again. Think so? Get back into it. Yeah.
0: He's got a fucking long ways to go. A lot of people are talking. That's about why I was asking, like, what his ranking is, if he, even if he is, like, ranked at a the A lot moment. of people are saying that this is the perfect setup to, uh, if possible, to take on TJ Dillashaw when TJ comes when back. When he comes back. In two fucking years. But yeah. So 42 year old Uriah Paper. I guess. <laughs> if, I mean, if that's the whole. <sighs> okay, but see, like. Oh, he is ranked. He's number four, 14. Oh, 14. Number okay. 14. Yeah, so he's got a... He's number 14. He's got a long ways. Um, but to go from retirement to number 14 is pretty fucking impressive, in my opinion. Yeah. Do you give him a top 10? Do you give him a top five next? Here's a problem. Cody Garbrandt is still your go-to friend and stablemate at Team Alpha Male or your your or Uriah Faber Fitness or whatever the fuck you mm. want to call it. Do you want to... F- being be in a position to fight your buddy? Create another TJ Dillashaw Rift? Like what's the goal here? What's the what are you trying to do? Mm. You know? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows, man. But are you happy long story short, are you happy to see him back or no?
1: Yeah, I well I haven't really thought about it much, but I I mean it's, I've always had this this thing with your eye like. I always loved him as a person, as a fighter. I always felt like, and I don't know if it's just based off of UFC negotiations or whatever, does it feel like he never really fought to get a title, like, put in the effort? Like, he just fights because
0: that's what he likes to do, so he'll just take... He fought for the title. The Dominic Cruz wars were huge. Yeah. They were huge. Hmm. But then he turned more into running businesses. Running Team Alpha Male, starting Torque yeah. Apparel, and then it turned into I want I want to see my guys get success. I want TJ to get the championship. I want I want Chad Mendes to get the championship. I want Cody to get the championship. Yeah, he's kind of always been a leader in that regard. At least in the L- was there any interview? in the latter half of his career? In the first half, he was all about the championship. Yeah. But once his stablemates started doing well, he was like, "No, we're going to run the shit as a team."
1: I mean, was there any, like, interview leading up to this fight just asking, like, oh, so, like, why did you come out of retirement?
0: Oh, 100%. There was, and he, 100% there were interviews, and he came out and said, it's just, there's something in me that still wants this, is what he said. Okay. I have unfinished business. There's stuff I still, hey, I still I mean, want to do.
1: I, you know what? First round TKO, that's amazing. The thing is, can he
0: keep up with that type of performance? I think if he fights infrequently, yes. I think if you give him massive amounts of time off in between, I think so. I don't see why not. Mm. I don't see why not. Because he looked great. I think he looked great. I'm not happy to see him back. No. I don't want to see old guys come back and have to fight. I know it's their choice. It's their freedom of choice. It's their ability to to do what they want to do. I just just hope he's doing it just because he feels good enough to go for a run. Because other than that, I don't see the point of coming in to lose. Like... (laughs) health yeah like lose your health over a paycheck see but even with that response too it's like oh you know
1: it's just it's something i i have to do again it's like can't again can't you just in your own personal time like just spar with people
0: or if you want to hold a match just but why spar but why spar when you know you can get paid to do it
1: I mean that's also true, but again,
0: if I knew like, I could make a hundred fifty to two hundred fifty thousand dollars, though, I
1: mean, how much more money?
0: He acts. <sighs> he has apparel company. He has a gym. I think he has a restaurant that he's. You see opening. this pattern
1: here? It's like yeah. what, dude? Come on, just be happy. I mean, well, clearly you're not happy, which is why you got back into it. There's some some hole in you that you, you that has to get filled, I guess. But like you're so successful with all this extra stuff. Just
0: there's stick no need. with it. why get yeah, back no into need. that game. There's
1: no need taking the risk. I don't know. I get it. I mean, if you're, when you're a martial artist or whatever, that's your passion. It's like, all right, there's other ways to continue that. Continue being a coach. Or like, if you want to fight people, have someone fight at your gym. Why does it have to be on a contract base with the UFC or whatever? Like, <laughs> You know, Why do you have to go
0: against killers?
1: Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. Just re- enjoy your retirement, you know, in the the physical shape that you're in now. Like, don't end up in a fucking wheelchair or something and be retired. I know that's very drastic, but that's just, like, the, the way I see it. It's like you've been out for how long now, and you want to get back into it. No, I don't think you're wrong for saying that. You know?
0: But I don't know, but... I would say but, I mean regardless congrats to him on that victory. Yeah, I I was going to say congrats on your Faber favor coming back at 40, getting a fucking first round KO, but you are right, you don't have to do this, man. I mean, he probably has to has to complete whatever voices inside him, whatever void that needs to be filled, so I get it, but it's just uh It's like Diego Sanchez. It's like, dude, I don't want to see you get punched anymore. It's like George St. Pierre I don't want to see you take damage anymore, man. Yeah, you don't need to. Yeah, yeah. And George knows that, yep. you know. So it. it hmm. Because George has come out and said, like, I will come back for Connor, right? Uh, I don't think. I don't think even. I think he said for the like biggest fight of all time. So Just like in general, it's it's because the only way he's coming back is if you give him the most money possible, and it's against the biggest opponent possible. And It's the best fight possible, and it it makes history. I think because he knows. I think his worth now is a legend, in in good health. A legend in good health. Yeah. Well,
1: probably the best health that he's had in you know since the latter days of his
0: UFC career, really. Right. With he's stomach he's still and- he's still training. He's intermittently fasting. His colitis is has like gone down and reduced, and I think it's in remission. He's been doing uh, no weights. He does his water resistance training That's right. in he's his doing the pool stuff because he has that partnership with that hydro fitness company. Yeah. But he's not wrong. The imp, there's no impact or stress on his joints in the same way compared to using weights. Yeah. So he feels, but he still looks amazing. So I'm not surprised that he's ready to go whenever. Yeah. And he can just say, Nope, I like doing this cause I'm, I love being in shape and I love the way I feel and I love feeling good for being in top shape. And also if, if, the biggest fight in the history of MMA comes along and it involves me, I'm ready. Let's go fair, right into fair it. Fair enough. You know? Yep. So, we'll see. Speaking of fitness, we got some work to do. Yes. So, your eye of favor, congratulations. Congrats and just think about your future. <laughs> All right. Later. Peace. the microphone like a fist away from your face a fist away okay go ahead and say some things tell me how beautiful it is to sweat outside uh how fucking beautiful it is to sweat
1: to sweat the sweat the sweating i mean i guess it depends on the circumstance you know i i mean i guess like if i was just standing on like a cliffside you know, and I was sweating, dripping, but I was also biting into like a a fresh pear and just gazing upon the valley below me. And you know, like pairs? I, I
0: would—do pears really do it for you? Is it pears? You
1: know what? I I can't really say I haven't had a pear in years, but but it's not the point. They're juicy and succulent, you know. But if I'm just outside, like oh, we're running up hills today. Well, so no, no, it's not nice to sweat. Ooh, we haven't done hill runs in a while. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs>